Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. What's going on, guys? I'm Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Mofobo Network podcast here on Anchor or Spotify, wherever you guys listen to this. Um, as always, it means a lot that you're taking some time out of your day to listen to uh, what I have to uh, talk about. And, uh, you know, with every podcast, it's always about sports. We always talk about things that are uh, exciting and, and uh, positive. Not always positive, but I, I think some very in-depth things that keep you guys entertained. Well, I, none of that is going to happen today, um, and you can tell by the tone of my voice that it's going to be a lot different today. Um, this is something that um, our, in our, my entire, you know, the entire country, the United States, has been dealing with over the past week. Um, and uh, if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to start doing this more often where the podcast episodes are not just going to be an audio, but you're also going to see a video as well. So if I'm not really looking at the camera so much, I apologize, but I'm, I'm reading things and I'm trying to give it. And uh, if you can see my background, it is of, uh, of, of a black man named George Floyd. Now, George Floyd, for those of you that somehow do not know what's going on or have not seen what has been going on the past week, first of all, shame on you, I would say, because this is even if you don't have social media it's something you really can't avoid and you can't avoid um so let's kind of let's kind of jump into this because i have been sharing a lot of stuff on my instagram and again at the end i'll tell you where you can find everything and i've been retweeting a lot of things on twitter um i haven't really spoken in public about how i feel i've been talking with my parents uh with my girlfriend with some of my friends um, and we, we've, ha we've had really good discussions about it. Uh, I really haven't had much argument with anybody, uh, which is good because it shows that there's a lot of people that care and a lot of people that believe the same thing that I believe in. But let's kind of jump into uh, on this as uh, I'm putting on my glasses because I kind of need them to read a little bit. Um, and I wrote a little bit of a, of a script just so that I can, I can be as uh, firm um, and also, by the way, this is going to be pretty much unedited. I'm not really going to do anything because I want to speak from my heart and I'm going to be as, um, 
as real as I can possibly be. Because again, uh, all of you know me as you know, talking about sports and being well known in that. Well, this is something much bigger than anything else we're dealing with. Um, and unfortunately, right now, that includes the difficult pandemic that is the coronavirus. Um, a week ago today, because I'm recording this on June 1st, 2020, so last Monday, um, it was, there was a report and then there was a video of a man who was arrested by an officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, state of hockey. I like, you know, sh shout out to those guys. Um, and for about nine to 11 minutes, the officer who goes by the name of Derek Chauvin, and if I pronounce his name correctly, I apologize, but again, doesn't, I don't really care that much. Um, he proceeded to have his knee on this man's neck for nine plus minutes. And in the video, you can hear him saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. He started calling out his mother, who is already past this world. Um, that is really, really deep because when you start hearing a man calling out for his dead mother, you know that he's saying, please, God, don't let this happen to me. Please don't, please don't do this. It, it tore my heart out and I'm sure it tore a lot of your guys' heart out as well. It really did. Um, it pissed me off because I've seen this many times before where an innocent black man is brutally murdered by men in, by men in uniform. We've seen this so many times that it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And it frankly pisses me the hell off. I'm mad as hell. I am, I am beyond pissed off, okay? When I found out that, that George Floyd had died because of that situation, I knew right away that this was not gonna end well, that you were going to see people react and going to take, try to take matters into their own hands. Now, the Minneapolis Police Department and also the Minneapolis government themselves, they uh, fired Derek, Derek Chauvin and also the three other officers that were there that didn't do a damn thing about it, which that makes it worse. You have three other cops that are there watching him do that and not help and, and not get him off and say, hey, get off him. Like it, he's not resisting arrest. Like relax. This man, this officer, and it's hard for me to, to say that this man is a, is a human being because the fact that he had this man's life in his hands and he decided to take away this man's life is, is bullshit, is absolute gosh damn bullshit. It really is. And I learned a lot more about George Florida the past couple of days and kind of, you know, keep, you know, looking at sports figures. Um, Steven Jackson, who's a former NBA player, um, he's on a podcast with uh, Matt Barnes. Uh, I think it's called All the Smoke. Uh, I apologize if I said that wrong, but uh, really, really good pro podcast and it's enjoyable. And I would definitely take a listen. I'm sure it's not going to 
it's going to be a while before they have another episode. But I found out that Steven Jackson was very close with George Floyd and that he, that was basically his twin as the, as he was, as he said, he called him his twin. Steven Jackson was full of rage, anger. He was depressed, sad, and all, and everything you could think of. Earlier last week, he went, he went to Minneapolis and he began to, you know, talk to the world about how he feels. Um, and there were a couple of things that kind of stood out to me. Um, one was, he said, when was murder worth it? And that's a great question. When, when is it ever worth it for anybody? You know, that's the ultimate punishment that you could give somebody for any sort of crime. The ultimate punishment is to take their life away. And I hate that. I hate that because yes, there are people out there that are truly, truly, you know, in a way you could say they're truly evil and they do things and you wonder to yourself, how could they do that? And then, you know, they take other people's lives away that they didn't deserve to die. Nobody really deserves to die. No matter what, you know, any, they don't deserve to die. They deserve to be, they deserve to find a way to change. And if they will never change, then they deserve to be locked up for the rest of their lives. With, with this whole thing, and then, and, and there's some other things that Stephen Jackson said. I think one of them was, he has a six-year-old daughter that said he, she can't leave him and knows that and says that she has to, she's worried about him and, and has to protect him. His daughter's six years old and is thinking like this. She has to, she has no choice. And Steven Jackson said, the amount of anger and frustration I have in me right now because of that is unbelievable. Because black people in this country have to constantly teach each other from a very young age how to deal with these situations so that their life is not taken away by an officer and unfortunately we still have this shit going on this shit continues to fucking happen and it needs to stop it needs to fucking stop george floyd is black he died in police custody in minnesota and the incident, as they like to call it in the media, which is bullshit, it's a crime, it's a murder. And also, fuck the media, fuck NBC, fuck CNN, screw them all, because all they've been doing is showing all of the negative. And, we're, and we'll talk about the negative, no doubt. But I'm also going to talk about the positives that I've seen, because we have to be fair about this. But apparently in this country, fair is the last thing on anybody's mind. Right after that happened, this, this, this unspeakable act by, I can't even believe I have to say a, another human being, there were protests in Minneapolis. It started in Minneapolis, obviously. And they became riots to the point where the police headquarters was taken over by the people and was burned. There were other places that were knocked down, local businesses, I saw Target, I've seen a lot of videos. There's also been a lot of fighting between the protesters and the 
police officers. And it's gotten so bad that the National Guard has rolled in, Secret Services has rolled in, and our wonderful president, our wonderful president, Donald Trump, tweeted that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. This is the president of the entire country, the man that millions of people look for, for guidance, for comfortability, for leadership, for all of the things that we need. Instead, we get threatened. They get threatened by the man that's supposed to lead our country. And I understand that there has been a lot of looting not just in Minneapolis, but in many other places. And, and let's talk about that real quick. We have now seen protests in many different parts of the United States. We have seen it, a lot of protests, but unfortunately, a lot of those protests have led to senseless rioting because not everybody that's out there protesting is there because of what's going on. There are a lot of people out there that are just out there because they want to wreck havoc. They see this as an opportunity to, you know, steal things and to break the law, knowing that they won't, knowing that the cops' hands are tied. And that also pisses me off because what it ends up doing is continue to bring the bad light that many people are trying to dismiss. People are, you know, Trump is calling people thugs. And what he's really calling them, he's really calling, you know, the thugs. He's talking about black people because he sees the writing, but what he doesn't realize is that it's not just black people that are doing this, it's white people as well. The privileged white people that are going out there and stealing things, destroying local businesses, and it, it is awful. It is absolutely awful because there are a lot of businesses that are not involved and they should not be involved, but are being destroyed because of the opportunity that a lot of people have. We also have to remember, there are a lot of businesses, Minneapolis and other places in this country that are owned by black people, that have people who are, they have black people that are hired, people that work, black people that work there. And what they're doing is counterintuitive. I've said several times already this past week, I am all for protesting. For something like this, I am all for protesting. I am not for rioting. Rioting does not solve anything. It won't solve anything. It never, it never will. And that brings me to my that brings me to another point that I want to make. There was an activist slash rapper in Atlanta, goes by the name of Killer Mike. He talked two days ago. So it was on Saturday. He talked and he was on the local news and he was, I, I don't think he was in Atlanta, but he was, I don't know where they had the press conference where they also had the mayor of Atlanta talking, but they had him on there and he said straight up, he didn't want to be there because he doesn't really have much to say, but he was convinced by his friends to, to go because he felt that a lot of people, they felt that a lot of people would listen to him and hopefully they have. There's been a lot of rioting in, Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia. The College Football Hall of Fame was, was attacked. 
was looted. A lot of stuff has been stolen. We don't know how much, we don't know what specifically, but we know a lot has been stolen. There's been a lot of rioting and from what Killer Mike said, it really hit me hard because I agree that Atlanta has gone through a lot in its history and they are much better than where they were 30, 40, 50 years ago. And he said something that I think we all need to listen to. If you're burning down your own home, and this was a metaphor, what they're really saying is you're burning down your own communities and things like that. All you're left with is ash and char, and it's that, that's all you're left with. And that's not what we need to be doing. He was telling everybody to go home. Why? Because he wanted people to go home and plan, strategize, organize, and figure out how in the future we can make this end. And I'm talking about racism. And I'm tired of us saying things like, we're trying to slowly end racism. We're trying to, um, we're trying to remove it in certain areas. No, I'm tired of people saying that. I'm tired of saying it. We need to completely obliterate and end racism for all eternity. We need, it needs to end. It needs to fucking end. And I'm so tired of everybody being uncomfortable. Even I have been uncomfortable at times talking about these things, but, but I'm not like that anymore. I don't want to be like that anymore. I've learned over the past week that I can't be like that anymore because you know why? I am part of the white privilege. White privilege is 110% real. It, it exists because a lot of the people and a lot of white people that choose to not say anything and pretend like nothing's going on, you're part of the problem because you're not speaking out. You're not doing these uncomfortable things. And I'll be honest with you, doing this podcast right now, it's very uncomfortable for me because these are things that I don't normally talk about, but I feel that they need to be talked about. And I feel that I have the opportunity, I have a platform that I wanna use. I wanna use this platform to promote this. And I'm going to try to make this one of the most significant episodes of my podcast that I've ever done because I want it to make the most impact. If nobody else, if none of you listen to any other podcast, but you listen to this one and you share it, then I've accomplished what I set out to do. I am so unbelievably pissed the fuck off. And I am apologizing for all of the language that I've been using today, but I'm pissed. I'm tired. I'm sick of this. I'm absolutely sick of it. And I'm calling out, I am calling out a lot of white people. I'm calling out white people, okay? I'm sorry, because a lot of us, let's face it, are white privileged. We don't have to worry about getting pulled over by a cop and wondering if our life is on the line while we're sitting there waiting to see what the cop does. Most, if not all black people and people of color are worried about that every time they get pulled over. And I watched a video a couple days ago where these parents had to teach their kids what to do when they interact with a cop. And several of those kids started crying because they're so tired of it. Because they can't believe that they have to do this. They can't believe that the people that we have decided to expect that they would protect us are actually the biggest aggressors when it comes 
to these murders and, and, and all these things. And it's awful. It's absolutely unbelievably awful. I want to share my experiences with race because I want you to understand that there are people in this world like myself that truly care about every single individual, no matter how, what race, gender, ethnicity, anything like that. I have grown up and I have become friends with a lot of people of color. Um, I have a family friend and I'm friend and, and we are close with their entire family and they are black. I call him uncle, even though he's not really my uncle because it's a sign of respect. I respect and I love and I admire that entire family. I do. I really honestly, truly do. They mean the world to me. And I don't, it, it, I don't care if they're black, white, or anything. I care about who they are as a person. That's what I care about. I went to two high schools in my lifetime. Uh, one, had only a couple black kids. The other one that I went to had mostly black kids and also kids of color. And I'm talking about kids from Mexico, Spain, people of Latino descent. I, I went to a school where it was like that. And trust me, there was a lot of racism going on, not just by students, but by faculty, by teachers. I mean, it happened whether people want to admit it or not. And it's not just about like someone being called the N-word or somebody, it, it's, it's the way that they're treated by how they're treated in the classroom, how they're treated when it comes to, are they willing to help these kids be given an opportunity to you know, be successful? Or are they just gonna be shoved to the side because they don't wanna deal with it and they don't wanna go that extra mile? It was usually the latter for a lot of it. And I saw it. Another example, I dated a girl who I still care about very much and I, and I still love even though we are no longer together. She and her entire family came from Mexico and moved to New Jersey. And I was, and I was a part of their life for the past three years. And I saw firsthand the amount of times that they were discriminated against because of their color, because of where they came from, and because of all the really dumbass stereotypes that they have to deal with. And it pisses me off. Because we're told, a lot of us are taught at a young age to, if you want to be treated well, you have to treat other people well. Treat people the way you want to be treated. That doesn't happen as much as we hope, we wish it would be that case. In a perfect world, there'd be no racism, no judgment, everybody would be treated equally. But the reality is, it's never been like that. Ever since the dawn of man, it's never been like that. And that is so unbelievably ridiculous that even though we've made a lot of really positive strides and we're not in certain places that we, we once were, we're still not even close to where we need to be. You have to remember, we were, there was a time when lynching of black people was accepted, was okay, where people were like, that's fine, you can do that. You know, they're always gonna be less superior than us. I mean, 
when I read that and I learn about it, it's mind boggling to me. It's like, this actually happened? Like these things actually happened? That's unbelievable. It's stuff that sometimes you feel like you only see in movies and you're like, thank God that doesn't happen in real life. Well, a lot of the stuff you see in movies has actually happened at one time or another when it comes to these things. And that's messed up. I mean, that's messed the hell up. So people have asked me recently, what needs to change in order to get to the point where we can eliminate racism? It's a little bit more complicated. And I say that because it's not just the people the regular people in this country that are considered, you know, racists and have problems with people of color and treat those people of color with much disrespect. Oh no, it's not just changing those people. It's changing the people in the higher ups. And that's in our government, including our wonderful president, who I heard today on June 1st, 2020, is in hiding in the White House, in the White House. In hiding. He's sheltered. What a wuss. What a jerk off. This is the same guy that just a couple days ago said that he was willing to kill a lot more people to try to calm the masses when it came to the protesting and the rioting and all those things. It's, there are a lot of people who are in charge, who have power, who have money, that are not going to do anything. And I'll tell you why. There are several reasons. One is that if it, if it means that they lose millions upon millions of dollars, they're not going to do that because they don't want to do that. They don't want to become a regular person again. They don't want to lose that money. They don't want to have to, you know, they, they don't want to make that push. There are some that unfortunately are racist, whether people want to admit it or not. There's a lot of people in government that are probably racists. And that's just disgusting. And we need to change those people. And it might not be by trying to educate them because at this point it's a lost cause to educate because they're adults. They can figure it out. They can do their own research and figure it out. We don't need to go and shove it in their face. Because even if we do that, how much success are we going to have? Honestly, how much success are we going to have? Very minuscule, as you've seen, that we're still fighting the same fight. We're still dealing with the same problem. And that's ridiculous. We need to go to the, to the voting polls and all the opportunities and vote these SOBs out of office. Get rid of their power and vote people in that are actually gonna do something, that are actually going to figure this shit out and make it better. And here's something else that I have been emphasizing for several days now, and I'm glad that a lot of people agree with me because it's true. There are a lot of people out there, including myself, that are young, that don't have kids yet, but I've said numerous times, when I have kids, I'm going to make sure that they know that this is not right, that we need to make a change. 
that we need to figure this out. We as people who truly care about what's going on and want to see change and want to end racism, we need to educate the young minds from a very, very early age, two, three years, two, three, four years old. Because if you're teaching them from a very young age what's really right and what's really wrong, it will make a difference. I almost guarantee you it will make a difference. You can tell the cops till you're blue in the face what's right and what's wrong, but it's up to them to make that choice. When you have young children, you have the opportunity to really put in their minds and have it stick there what's really right and what's really wrong. And, and, that's, and, and that's a huge thing. Education is going to become such a big thing. And now that because of coronavirus and that we're quarantined and a lot of the time we're in our houses, we're allowed, we, are be, we are being given the opportunity to really have deep thinking. And if you have kids even now that are very young and you really care about this, but you're afraid to go out and protest or things like that, the least you can do is educate your children to know, you see what's going on? You wanna make sure it doesn't happen again? This is what you need to understand. Because then, only then, with the future generations that follow all of us, what will happen is that they will be, we will give them the opportunity to really, really make change so that we have more people in this world that care about what's really good and what's really bad in our world and actually do something about it so that we can have more people in the higher ups in these offices who have the same thinking as the regular human being and actually do things to end it. That to me is very important. And I will say this from the bottom of my heart, that if and when I have kids, I'm gonna make sure that they understand what's going on. I'm gonna make sure that they understand that you need to treat everybody with respect. That you cannot, you cannot judge people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That's what Martin Luther King said. And I hate that people are saying things like, oh, how would Martin Luther King feel? Or blah, blah, like they're throwing out things to try to get away from the point that's at hand here. The reason that protests and rioting is happening right now is because black people are so tired and pissed the hell off that these type of attacks, these murders that you're seeing, the ones of George Floyd and Trayvon Martin and all the ones that we've seen before are still freaking happening. Oh, and by the way, we're lucky that we saw this happen on videotape. Look at, you can't even imagine the amount of times that this, this type of murder or this type of attack has happened that we never knew about because it wasn't on camera. Not every, not every attack has been on camera. That's a fact. There's a lot of them out there that we don't, we will never see and we'll never know about. And that really sucks. But you know what else sucks? I'll tell you what else sucks. The fact that black people have been fighting for eons to be treated the same way white people are treated in this country. They're still fighting it. It's still happening. 
And that to me is unbelievable that we're still having this problem. Even now, it, it, it's unconceivable. And I understand that you can only look at social media for so long before it just takes up your whole mind emotionally. I know it has for me numerous times over the past couple of days. You can't post anything. You can't do anything else without feeling some sort of guilt because you know what's, what else is going on. And I'm supposed to make a, a special announcement that's happening in my career later on today. And I'm not going to feel 100% good about it because I know that there is something bigger going on. And, you know, I just hope that people can understand and forgive me and, and, and really just understand, you know, that I am very sensitive to what's going on. I'm not pretending like I don't. Now, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is there are a lot of professional sports teams, organizations, you know, leagues, and also athletes that have been speaking out over the last couple of days. And there's one league that's pissing me off more than any, but it's the National Football League who posted a really dumb message saying, oh, we're so against racism and, be, and men not being treated equally. And this is the same league that has prevented a man by the name of Colin Kaepernick who took a knee in 2016 from ever getting a chance to play football again. He's being blackballed. It's happened, you know, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. He's being blackballed because of what he did. And now, and now, the NFL is, is saying, oh, you know, maybe Colin Kaepernick was up, was on to something there. Oh, we got it. It's such a disgusting thing when leagues are doing the bare minimum to try to solve the problem just so that people can not criticize them for never speaking out about it. It's disgusting. And I know that there's, I, I know that there are plenty of celebrities out there that have not said a word that need to speak that need to speak. We need to have as many voices, particularly white. Evander Kane, who's a hockey player in the San Jose Sharks, was on ESPN First Take on Friday. And he said he wants more white, big name athletes to speak about what's going on. And he mentioned guys like Sidney Crosby, Tom Brady, and other people like that. I have not heard from them since this started. Why not? Why are you not speaking? Why, why are you hiding behind the white privilege that you have? Why? There's nowhere to hide right now. We're all looking at you. You, you, know, you can't put a blanket over yourself and, and nobody's going to see you. We see it. We see that you're not saying anything. Why? There's a lot of reasons that people are not speaking. I know a lot of Black people that are not talking about this. And there's some understanding that there's some deeper understanding. And if you ask, you'll get an answer because I'm not going to say it here. But there's a lot of, there, there are reasons why some people are not speaking out. But there are a lot of people out there that don't really have a reason not to speak and they need to speak. Because if you have white people of significance who have massive platforms, much bigger than mine, okay, much bigger than mine. And they're not using them to help solve this problem and end racism and end discrimination. They're part of the problem because they're too afraid. You know, 
my dad gave me a uh, a piece of advice, and I think it's been one of the more significant ones in my life because he he's full of quotes, he's full of different things that he has learned, and I think the biggest one that has stuck with me all at all always is at the end of the day, all you have is your personal integrity. It's what you have at the end of the day. You know yourself. You know what you're about. You know what you believe in. You know what you're with. You know what you're against. You know that. I, for one, am very proud of who I am. I'm very proud of the fact that I cry. I get mad about these things. I have cried the last couple of days. I have actually cried, like full-fledged tears. And I've said to my parents, I'm so tired of this. And I've shared numerous things on my social media platforms. And I also made a message very clear. If you somehow have a problem with what I'm sharing, block me. Just block me. That's, that's all you have to do. If you're really tired of seeing it, just block me. But you know what's going on. You know what's happening. Anybody who has social media has seen it one way or another. They've seen it. It doesn't just not, not appear. And it's, it's been an impact so much that you're seeing things being done in other countries. Several US embassies around Europe have had protests from people in that country saying, enough is enough. Let's stop this crap. You know, there's been soccer going on in Germany, the Bundesliga, and we've talked about it before here on, on the podcast. We've had several players, even one that's American, who plays in Germany, that is showing their, their, their support and saying justice for George Floyd. Jaden Sancho, who had a hat trick yesterday, Sunday, he had under his jersey a sign that's a, a writing, he wrote it himself that said justice for George Floyd. Weston McKinney, who's American, had a message on his arm, armband that said justice for, for George Floyd. It's making an impact in other places. And what's great about sports is that it's a huge, it's a huge platform. And you're, you're starting to see more and more athletes using that platform to make their messages heard. And we need more of it. We need as much as possible. Because let's face it, right now, the, the rioting and the protests you're seeing is not going to go away. Not anytime soon. There's about 10 to 15 protests that are going to be happening over the next couple of days in my areas, in my state. And I'm damn proud of what has already happened in my state. I really am. There was no rioting that happened in Newark a couple of days ago, two days ago, I think it was. There was no riot. It was just protesting. And, and, most, and it was in Newark. And most of the officers that are there are black. Most of the people that live there are black, but there were a lot of white people there as well. So let's not get it screwed. The mayor of Newark is black. They're all supportive of this. Governor Murphy is 100% supportive of, of ending racism. Camden, which a lot of people make jokes about saying, it's the hood, it's the most dangerous part in, of New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? A lot of cops there are white. They walked with the protesters. They weren't against them. They walked with them. Even the mayor of Camden walked with them. They were all there together. I've seen cops in other cities stand with the protesters. But I've also seen a lot of cops that have used violence to try to calm the masses. I saw in New York just two days ago, a cop car in Brooklyn 
was trying to push through people by driving through them. They could have killed several people. They could have killed several people. And I'm glad Governor Andrew Cuomo is of, of New York is trying to is going to, you know, do something about that. And he he was very firm in saying, this needs to end. We need to educate. We need to make significant differences. And we need to do different things. And if you could donate to some of the relief funds in Minneapolis or any other place, great. If you can share stuff and speak your mind, whether it's you know on all your social medias, great. If you could do something like I'm doing, which is creating a video and a podcast episode, you know, where I'm just talking about it and I'm speaking my mind, great. And for anybody who's curious to know why I didn't say anything earlier, and I was just sharing stuff, is because I'm somebody that I'm better when it comes to talking as opposed to you know typing. I I can I, I like speaking from the heart, and I'm speaking from the heart. This shit needs to end, and it needs to end now. Significant things need to be done. You need to, you need to make sure you're, you're signed up for the census. You need to vote these SOBs out of office so we can make really big change in the higher ups because that's where we're really going to see change. I, I'm being very honest with you. A lot of these protests are great, but if the people in the higher ups do not change and are not forced to change or not willing to change, then we're gonna keep doing this. It's a circle that keeps going over and over again. And the people who have all the money, who have all the power are just saying, it's fine. Once the, you know, once the rioting and the protests stop, everything will go back to normal and we'll just continue on like nothing happened. And that's the problem. They're allowing this cycle to continue to happen instead of stopping and saying, wait a minute, hold on. Let's just stop the cycle here and end it completely so that we don't have to keep doing this over and over again. That's what I hope for. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I don't know about you guys, but I'm certainly going to be trying to do that in ways that I can possibly do it. For anybody who's going to protest in any place, not just New Jersey, but any place, please be careful. Please. I know it's difficult because we also deal with coronavirus and it's kind of a counterintuitive in a way when they're saying practice social distancing, but please do so, please. Because your health is also very important right now. Because the more people that we have healthy, especially once we get on the other side of this virus, the better, because the more voices that will be heard. But I'm very proud of people that are going out and protesting, I'm very proud. Just don't riot, because that part will do nothing. That will just shine a light on the stereotypes that have been created for generations upon generations. Don't do that. Just protest. Make your voice heard. Don't use physical violence because it won't solve anything. I know it's hard, to, I know it's hard not to because you feel like your voice is not being heard. But the more people that come together and the more people that just show their voice with peaceful protests, the better this is going to get. And I know it's been tough because even when people have done peaceful protesting, they have been hurt by the people in uniform. But you got to keep doing it. You got to keep fighting. I don't know George Floyd personally. I have heard many, many stories about him and, and who he was as a person. I'm pretty sure he would want everybody to be peacefully protesting right now. Physical violence is not going to, a, a senseless acts 
to respond to a senseless act is not the right thing to do. You need to be, we need to be the bigger people in this situation. We need to show peace. We need to show protest. And justice, hopefully, will be served. We know that, you know, Officer Chauvin has been, has been um, arrested on charges. We don't, we don't know as of right now if the charges are going to be um, charged, basically, we, or we don't know if they're going to be dropped. And if, I'm afraid if they are dropped for whatever reason, that holy hell is really going to start. And those other officers need to be punished as well because they didn't do anything. And there are a lot of cops out there that are not good. But there's also a lot of cops out there that are good, as you've seen. Don't listen to what every media channel is telling you. Please don't. Because they're not always telling you the truth. A lot of time they're lying to you because they care about the ratings. They care about making the big money. That's all they care about. So you're seeing a lot of those images and, and all they want to talk about is the bad. They don't want to talk about the good. There's a lot of good out there. You just have to really look. You just have to really look and you have to ignore a lot of these channels, a lot of these, a lot of these media channels. You know, There's a lot of good you could see here on YouTube. There's a lot of good that you could see on the social media platforms. If you're not looking at the main news channels, there's a lot of good if you just look hard enough. There's a lot of good if you look around your entire you know, your entire area. There's a lot of good that people are doing. And I just want to finish with this. Everybody, if you don't agree with anything I've said, and that's understandable. If you have different opinions, fine. It's okay. I'm not going to argue. Um, and if you decide to attack me on social media or anything, I, don't expect me to lash out back at you because it's it's you're gonna you're wasting your time because I'm not going. But I I want to leave you. I want to leave you with this. Martin Luther King had another saying that I saw just today that really really kind of put things in perspective. He really he you know and, and it's it's so it's so big with our. Situ with, with our situation even now. And it's been like that the entire time that we have, you know, been dealing with what's going on. And uh, sorry, I was actually just looking up the quote, so I said it correctly. The time is always right to do what is right. I'll repeat that. The time is always right to do what is right. I'll say it one more time. The time is always right to do what is right. There's never a bad time to do it. Every single moment that you decide to make a change is the right time to make a change. What I'm doing right now in my heart is the right thing to do. I didn't want to pretend like it wasn't going on. I, was, I, I want to use the platforms that I have to do this. I was motivated a lot this morning by my family to create an opportunity to not only get myself to get noticed, but to just have these things be brought up. Because I know a lot of you support me, a lot of you listen to me, and a lot of you appreciate the content that I bring here. But I want you to really listen to this, to, to what I said, and to what I've shown you here today. I really do. Because it will go a long way. And if you can share this, and please do so. Anybody who listens to this, anybody who's, who's watching this, 
please, from the bottom of my heart, I beg you to share this. I want more and more people to hear this. I want more people. And share as much as you can, not just from me, but from everybody. We want to get it out to as many people as possible and, and put in their face and say, this is going on. Don't pretend like it's not, because it is. Please do so. It would mean a lot to me. And so with a, with a heartfelt you know, ending there, that's going to do it for, for this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast, you know, YouTube video, so to speak. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for, for listening. Uh, it means a lot to me. Um, I really hope that this made somewhat of a difference. Uh, I hope that people get a chance to listen to it. Um, I apologize if I said anything offensive or, you know, maybe my information wasn't exactly correct. I just wanted to speak from my heart, unfiltered, unedited. I just wanted to speak how I feel. Um, you know, if you want to check out this episode, it's on anchor.fm later today. It's on Spotify later today. I think I'll also put it on my YouTube channel as well. So you guys can just watch it and listen to it in another way. Um, so check those out. Uh, check out the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. Check out um, the podcast, like I mentioned. Follow me on, on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W if you want to chat about this and, and just talk like regular human beings about what's going on. Follow me on Instagram at NVPQB11, and you'll see a lot of the stuff I post on my story, um, you know, and you'll, and you'll see that. Um, also, please go and just, you know, just, just go check out, um, go check out my book on Amazon, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a Jets Fan. Um, it's a good read uh, if you want something to read, if you want a, a good, you know, you know, just to learn about the pain of being a Jets fan, uh, go check that out as well. Um, I have an announcement that I'm going to make later on today, like I mentioned before. Um, it's a pretty exciting one in my life, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to let you guys know about it. But please, please listen to this episode, I beg you. Out of all the episodes that I put out, please listen to this one. It means a lot to me. It really does. It would mean a world if you just shared it. Even if you didn't listen to it, just share it so that somebody out there listens and somebody out there gets motivation like myself to make a change. So please do so. And just thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen to this. And as I always say, and this is so true right now, no matter what's going on in the world, even with especially what's going on right now, no matter what hardships, just remember when you wake up in the morning to kick some mother effing mofobo, please, especially right now kick mofobo, make a change. Let's end racism. Let's make the world a better place, not just the United States. Let's make the whole world a better place so that the people following us for generations upon generations, especially generations of black people, do not have to suffer like the people are suffering right now. Let's make a change. Let's educate from a young age. Let's do that. Let's fight for what's right. The time is always right to do what is right. The time is always right to do what is right. Thank you all very much. Please stay safe. Continue to fight for what is right. And God bless.